Welcome to the fight with Teddy Atlas. I'm Ken Rideout, joined as always by the legend Teddy Atlas. Today we're going to give uh, do a preview show on the Vasily Lomachenko and Tiafimo Lopez fight coming up this Saturday. Looking forward to this one, Teddy. How you doing? Yeah, good. How are you, Ken? Thanks Great. for flying in. My you pleasure. Know, how how are your arms? Are you tired? Thanks for sending the corporate jet. I. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's no problem. We've grown. Yep, we've grown enormously as a podcast. Uh, you know, since our, you know, beginning, and um, we have a jet. The next one, I wanted to have my name on it. Yep. You know, instead <laughs> of instead of Ken, maybe, <laughs> you know, Ted. But uh, yeah, I'm glad you came in. Good to be together in the same room, uh, once again. And uh, this is finally a fight. Boxing finally is putting a better foot forward. They finally have a fight that somebody gives a damn about. Yep. You know. Again, sticking to the truth. Uh, and it's a free one. And it's on ESPN. Yeah. Yep. I mean, it was smart to do that because, yep. you know, uh, top rank with ESPN, with the deal they have over there, they're getting a lot of money, and but their, their numbers have been horrible. You know, with ESPN, ESPN Plus, uh, they've been putting on spawn sessions for the most part. They did have a classic fight, you know, last week with Cepeda and um, Baracek. Uh, no doubt about that, but nobody saw it. Right, you know, no one saw it. So uh, they they need to put that spotlight up in the air. We used to see when we were kids. Of course, you're a lot younger than me, uh, but they used to when a place would open up when there was a a fair in town, a bazaar in town. You know, uh, there was a new restaurant opening. You'd see those lights put up in the air. Yep. And you say, hey, let's follow that. Let's see what's <laughs> going on over there, you know? Yeah. And this is kind of that light uh, that they're putting up in the air to say, come back. Mm-hmm. Come back. Yeah. Because everybody left. You know, the UFC is stolen a show. And it's not something that I'm trying to hit people over the head with it, but it's just a fact that they yep. were putting on good fights while boxing wasn't. And, and um, top rank wasn't quite frankly, over there. They were, you know, every once in a while you'd get a decent one, but it was a matter of giving the people something to care about. They didn't get really anything to care about. They didn't know the fighters. Listen, you can get away with that to a degree. You, nobody knows the guys, but you put on a good competitive matchup, and, you know, that's all that you really want is to see a competitive matchup. You want to see ebbs and flows. Uh, you want to see, you know, you you don't want to go into a fight thinking that you've seen this movie already. Yep. Who the hell wants to do that? I mean, how many times do you just you, you keep pushing that controller when you, you know, you're going, and you, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Oh, seen that. You know, the, you surf right past it. And that's kind of what the people were feeling. We've, we've seen this. We know who's going to win. We know the result. We know the ending. And um, so you, you didn't have guys that people knew and identify with, but most important, the word got out that, sparring was going on rather than real fights while UFC real fights were going on. This is a real fight. Oh, yeah. This is a fight where you know the guys, you have an interest in the guys, you identify with the guys. Uh, You have one guy in Lomachenko who's the best technical. He's number one in the world right now, the pound for pound. For me, Mm -hmm. him and Crawford. If you argue Crawford, go ahead. I'm I'm with you. I know you want to put in uh, Canelo up in that, you know, that that high stratosphere. Fine. Uh, You want to put in... Uh, in a way, the Japanese mm-hmm. uh, fighter who's uh, already won in different weight classes, 
go ahead. You know, I, I love that he has power. He's always balanced. Reminds me of Joe Lewis, his feet always in position. He's got that supreme confidence, that attitude. You're not beating him. Uh, you know, again, I go back to Crawford and Lomo as my number one, my number two. I don't think that's too bad. Right. Uh, but Lomo, I don't think Lomachenko could be argued that he's the best technical fighter. Mm-hmm. He's the scientist. You know, he, he's he's the he's Neo in the Matrix. And uh, you have a you have an interesting matchup here. You have the best technical fighter. You have a two-time Olympian. You have a guy who won a world title in his third fight, Lomachenko, and you have a young British kid named Lopez, baby, you know, who's nine years younger. He's 23 years old. You know, he's got TNT in both hands. Uh, he's got belief in himself. He hasn't learned how to lose. He's got a crazy father, <laughs> you know, and I say that in a in a honest way, but in a positive way, where... His father has supreme confidence in him, belief in him, and and he feeds off it. The fighter feeds off it. Mm-hmm. You know, he his father believes so much in him that it's contagious. Yeah, and I think it's a source for him. It's a source for Lopez for his for his for his own confidence, for his own belief. And again, he's a he's a talented guy. He's the naturally bigger guy. He's a, he not only is. Ex- he not only has power, he's explosive. What I mean by that, how I differentiate there, is he's got something that Pacquiao had when he was young, that explosive ability to close the gap really fast. Whoa. You know, right on top of you real quick. He, he's he's out of range, and then bop, he closes that gap before you can react to it with the power, mm-hmm. with the punch, yeah. with the goods. And he ain't FedEx. You know, he's... he's uh, He's Lopez, you know, and he's not knocking at your door. He's going through your door. He's also an insane athlete. Anyone who can run and do a backflip in the in the middle of the ring is uh, that's that's athleticism. Like I don't imagine he took too many gymnastics classes. No, probably not. And uh, you want athleticism? Talk to my son Teddy, the director, of, the assistant director of scouting for the Las Vegas Raiders. They had a pretty good win. I, I didn't hear any congratulations. I but I appreciate you because you didn't get on me when your New England Patriots uh, didn't treat us too well two weeks ago but this was a nice win this was a nice win baby you know go out there and beat the super bowl champs so um you know getting back to the boxing i I regress you know (laughs) my son i start thinking about that um but you talk about the point i was making with my son when he gives me these stories about some of these kids that he scouts and he sees some of their athleticism, their natural-born athleticism that you just touched on. You know, it's kind of like what I say about a puncher. They're born, they're not made. You either have it, you don't have That's it. Right. I mean, you know, it's genetics. And, I mean, uh, not everyone has that. Uh, and you, I remember him telling me, you, you, you talk about athleticism. There was a, there was a kid, uh, a college prospect who was... I forget what position he played, but, you know, probably around 250 pounds, 260 pounds, somewhere in that neighborhood. And he's in the pool, in the swimming pool. And from the swimming pool, in about four feet of, three feet of water, whatever, up to his waist at least, he jumps out of the pool and does a backflip onto the ground 
outside the pool. <laughs> Come on. I mean, that's that's insane to use one of your words. Oh, yeah. If you see a defense, if you see a skilled player in the NFL, that guy, like the average person, all the training in the world will never get you that quickness and speed that those guys have. Nothing. And no. they're built, like you said, and, 250 and, pounds. And to your point, Lopez has that athleticism going for him. What Lomachenko doesn't have that. Lomachenko has a lot. He doesn't have that. He has a real developed consistency of technique. He's got a developed mindset, a strong mindset, a belief that he was born to be the best. He's got the same thing that Tiger Woods had in yeah. some ways, where he was developed by a father. Both these guys are trained by their fathers. He was developed by a father from the beginning, like a test tube baby <laughs> in certain ways, where he father knew what he was he wanted him to be he wanted him to be an olympic champion and a world champion and really the best of all time in his mind tiger woods wanted the same thing tiger Woods' his father wanted the same thing for his son he made a plan to make him mentally better technically better and physically superior to everyone else from the very beginning soon as he came out of the womb they're very similar in that way and but Lomachenko didn't have quite the genetic, quite the gene pool of just pure athleticism as much as Lopez does. But he's developed in other areas more. Mentally, he's been developed to be what he is now. It's been a plan from the outset. Mentally, technically, and physically, even though he might not have the natural genetics, he's worked really hard with specific exercises and training to make himself very strong. I mean, I've seen him in training camp where he walks on his hands mm. all over the ring yeah. and then starts doing push-ups, you know, and hand-eye coordination where he does all those drills, you know, hitting, uh, hitting the, the Spalding ball, mm -hmm. you know, bomb, 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 hitting a Spalding with a with a uh, attached with an elastic band yeah. to his head. <laughs> you know, playing ping pong with himself. So he has devised, his father's devised ways to make up for what he didn't have, maybe just naturally, genetically. And that's part of what makes this so interesting. You know, the the natural against the developed. You know, I look at it differently, but the natural against the, the, like I said, with the punches, the born versus the made, mm -hmm. you know, and um, I see you don't judge a fighter chronologically. I don't. Uh, he's 32 years old now, nine years older, him being Lomachenko than Lopez, but it's kind of like a car. You don't, to me, you don't judge a car by its year, how many years old. It's by the odometer. Mm -hmm. If you're going to buy a car, you're not so interested in how old it is, how many miles it got on it. Yep. Everybody's looking to buy that car, you know, from the, the old couple that never drove it, <laughs> yeah. that, that kept it in the garage all the time. Mm -hmm. And so it's 15 years old, but it's really not. It's like two years old. Yeah. Because it's only got like 25,000 miles on it. Mm -hmm. And... That's what you got to look at. So to me, that's one of the, to break this down for you guys, to analyze it, that's one of the interesting things. 
is Lomachenko only at 32 starting to get to the shadows? Just a little bit. We hardly notice it. Just a little. Is he starting? Is his foot starting to go there? Psychologically, physically, whatever. There's a guy who had 400 amateur fights. That's what I'm talking about, Miles. And so, yeah, he's a slick guy. He's a smart guy. But still, he's taken, he, you know, the, the, he's gone through some bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. He got dropped by Linares. And that's another interesting part of this. If Linares could put him on the floor with the southpaw killer, because Lomachenko's a southpaw, obviously Lopez is orthodox, and the punch you look to land is the right hand against southpaws. The southpaw killer is like, you know, say it sometimes when I'm doing the ESPN uh, stuff, where if Linares can land it, well, obviously maybe there's a chance, again, that Lopez can land it. And if Lopez lands it, well, it's got more impact uh, coming from him, obviously, and can mm-hmm. do more damage than what Linares could do. So you have a real interesting, uh, a real interesting sides to argue on both sides for this the younger guy who just believes in himself has he's he's like the stallion that hasn't been broken yet he's just he wants a gallop he wants to gallop can Lomachenko break him can he break him and it almost comes down to me like this and I won't sit on the fence at the end of the day I'll make a choice but a selection only because you guys Asked me to, and he asked me to, but because sometimes it's it's comfortable sitting on the fence, but it's not the right thing to do. When you can make an argument, I could say Lomachenko will either take him apart piece by piece, like he's done people before. I mean, it's not like he hasn't been in there, you know, with an arsonist before. With a guy who can blow you up, mm-hmm. you know, whether it was Nicholas Walters or whoever you want to point at, I mean, he took him apart. So he's either going to take this guy apart, piece by piece, or man, it's going to be, it's going to maybe be classic, maybe the fight of the year. We were talking about Cepeda, the guys that we don't know their names, but you know, we know them a little bit now. Cepeda and Baracek, uh being fight of the year. This is the one that could possibly surpass it mm-hmm. or, or has the potential because it has the makeup of all the things that it takes to be a fight of the year if they all hit and so either he takes them apart piece by piece mr lomachenko or the young guy the young guy says hey i'm here with the new i'm i'm here to uh put my flag down you know and uh you were great but i have the kryptonite uh, to maybe not stop Superman, but at least Neo in the Matrix Mm. because that's what he's been. And it's a matter of how much, if any, has Lomachenko gone into the shadows. And that's why I broached that subject. Mm. That's why I broke, because that has to be put in there. That element has to be brought to this conversation. Because if not, it's easier to just say Loma. Yeah. And, you know, I, I do I see regression in Loma? The guy's great. But I see maybe a little bit what I saw in Pacquiao, the great Pacquiao, still doing it at, you know, what, what's he, 102 last week? <laughs> you know, really, the great Pacquiao, to, where 
if anything has slowed a little bit, he's not quite as aggressive as he used to be. Not quite as aggressive as he. And Loma now maybe pulling back a little bit in that area, just a little bit. Because what Loma does is a great counterpunch, but he's an aggressive counterpuncher. He goes right at you, forces you to throw, makes you miss, and makes you pay, and takes the oxygen out of the room. And takes the hope away from you by doing that. But to that point, Loma's last two fights against Anthony Crawler and um, Campbell. Uh, Luke Campbell. I don't, I mean, look, no, 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 no disrespect to those guys, but does, does, was Loma like as, as hyped for the fight as he is for Lopez? I think he raises his game here and uh, brings his like A game to that, to, to the, to the ring on Saturday. That's a possibility. Also, um, he has to. Lopez. He looked good against Comey, but the fight before that against against the Japanese kid, I think Tanaka, he didn't. I mean, he looked okay, got the win, but didn't look great. No, but here, you ready? Mm. You ready for this? That's the fight. If he wins, it's because of that fight. That's coming from the trainer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be so happy if I'm his father. I am so happy that he had that fight because without that fight, he might not be Comey, mm-hmm. and he has no chance against Loma. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because in not looking spectacular, it humbled him. It made him think. It made him think about what things we need to think about when we're young. Mm-hmm. And we take things in assumption and for granted. That's number one. And it made him go somewhere he hadn't been to get some questions answered. We all need questions answers when we're young. I need them answered now. I'm old. But we need questions answered. The questions a fighter needs to know is, do I belong at that level? Can, can I go 12 rounds? Can I handle adversity? If I don't knock a guy out, am I still going to be okay? Is it all contingent on me hurting somebody? Or can I depend on myself? Can I depend on myself? He found that he could. Yeah. He disappointed a lot of people, a lot of people right away. Oh, let's put some money on call me. You know, I remember I picked that fight. I'm not saying I pick them all, but what did I say in that yeah, fight? Yeah. Is it, he's going to knock him out in a couple rounds. Yep. Lopez being he. Yep. And I, part of the source of my confidence was understanding this game, understanding the X's and O's, understanding this, that that fight with the Japanese fighter who was taller, longer, controlling range, you know, diffusing the bomb a little bit, uh, it was what he needed to go through that struggle. We need to struggle. We need to struggle in life to to learn about ourselves, mm-hmm. to believe in ourselves, to have those questions answered. You, you don't want to go into a fight like Lomachenko and still have open questions. A lot of those questions were closed for him in that fight. Without that fight, he's got no chance. I'll say it again. Yeah. And I'll also say that he, this this fight is going to, it's going to be a situation where I think in the past, without the Japanese fight, that Lopez would have had a good chance of being discouraged. And I think he, like I said, he's been fortified. He's been given an asbestos suit for the fire <laughs> that he's about to go into. Uh, at the end of the day, 
Uh, it It's the kind of fight you want because of what we're doing right now, making an argument on both sides for a guy to win. And there was something you said, remind me what it was, before you talked about that he didn't look, oh, you, you talked about that he didn't look great against the Japanese fighter, which I've already talked about. And then you talked about Lomachenko and his last two fights with Kroler and with Campbell. But the styles, the styles were so different. You know, against Campbell, he's fighting an Olympian, an Olympic gold medalist just like himself. Yep. In his home country, in London. Yep. You know, that, that, that puts a little air under your sails. Mm. Puts a little air under your sails. Those, you, my brothers and sisters over there across the pond, you know them, Ken. <laughs> you know, and I miss them and we love them. Uh, you know, they get behind their fighters. They all come out and they, they prop them up. And that fight was a good fight. It was a competitive one-sided fight. Yeah. Where you knew Loma was in charge, but, and I'm so glad you brought it up, because I would have missed it if you didn't bring it up. Loma got shaken a couple times in that fight. He got caught at least twice, which didn't used to happen too much. You know, he got dropped by Linares. We talked about that. Campbell's not a punch. He's not a physical guy. He's a guy who's going to control the outside. You come in six inches, he's going back eight, and he's looking to counter punch. But he caught him as a southpaw. And, as you know, as a southpaw, he, he caught, because it was two southpaws, he caught. Loma with the left hand counter coming in a few times. And like I said, got an effect from him. And he's not a big puncher, Campbell. And he got a little bit of effect. Of course, Loma did what he does. You know, he came back and dominated. Um, he's mentally the guy, and technically and physically. But maybe that showed us something in that fight, in the Campbell fight, that he's more prone to getting caught now. Maybe. Maybe. And gives a lesson, maybe, a suggestion to, and again, it's a different style. He's fighting a counterpunch, a longer guy, you know, that, that's, you know, negotiating distance and, you know, uh, looking to keep you at the end of his punches. So he had to deal with that. And, and you made a good point. You said maybe he's not up for those fights. Maybe he's not up for those fights quite as much. But he did get caught. He did get affected. That's real. We saw that. That goes into the analysis, the handicapping, because we're, we're handicapping the fight. Mm. I know you're going to talk about my bookie later, so I figure I help you out a little bit. <laughs> you know, your pal's over there, you know, and I know you're putting a lot of money away. I know, I know that you're, you're, you're hitting it pretty good over there. That's a perfect segue. Uh, Before you give your pick on this fight, I want to give a quick shout out to my bookie. Check him out at mybookie.ag. Use the promo code ATLAS, A T L A S. For 100% credit on your first deposit, up to $1,000. So we'll come back to the pick in a minute. But if you like what you hear, get over to MyBookie and check them out. MyBookie.ag, promo code ATLAS, A-T-L-A-S. Perfect. You're the man. You're the man. Do you get the impression this fight's a little bit like, um, given, given Lopez's age, that it's a little like Mayweather Canelo? That's a good question, you know? It's a good question. But... He's got quicker feet than Canelo. Everyone said, oh, Canelo was too slow, his hands. Canelo's hands ain't that slow. His feet were too slow. Couldn't close the gaps. Couldn't close the gaps. And um, 
and you know, I I think that it's a it's it's an interesting question to ask that. But if you think that Lopez sort of represents Canelo in a way that he's going in there with a slick guy, you know, both slick guys, Loma, and of course uh, Mayweather, and that his power is the most important. You know, element here, just like everyone thought the size was going to be the difference with giving an advantage to Canelo. The difference here is what I've touched on already, that first of all, on both sides, that Lopez has quicker feet, he's more explosive, and also Lomachenko is not Mayweather in a way a real great counterpuncher, but as I said, I differentiated earlier. He's an aggressive counterpuncher. You know, Mayweather makes you find them. Mm-hmm. And then that shows the shortcomings that Canelo had. Loma might not make him find them. Loma might do if if Loma's gonna be consistent with what he's been through his career so far, he's gonna go and force him to punch, make him miss. And that's going into the lion's den a little bit. Mm-hmm. That's taking more of a risk than Mayweather takes. So that's the difference. And that brings me, you're a genius, <laughs> because you led me right to what needs to be led for the real analysis and the final picking of this fight. What will Lomo do? Through his career, he's at 32 now. We just talked about, but you don't judge a fighter by his age. You judge him by his old dominator. He's 32 now. Will he do what he's done in the past and just go like those kung fu, you know, fighters and you see in those kung fu movies, and they go right through and they take the heart and they show it to you, right? He, that's what he has done by pressing, by taking chance and taking your hope away, making you miss, thinking you had a chance, but you couldn't hit him, and then he'd be hitting you in the body and stepping to the side and first, and he'd break you down. Is he going to still be that guy now at 32 at the way I'm arguing that I'm seeing a little, a little slide? Or is he going to make adaptations? Great ones, though. He's going to make adaptations, little changes where... Instead of being the counterpuncher by being aggressive, he'd be the counterpuncher in a more conventional sense. He used his legs. He's got the best legs in boxing, still does. He used his legs on the outside and tried to get Lomo, uh, Lopez to cooperate to help him, to give him what he needs, to get a little reckless and counterpunch in a safer way on the outside, not in a way where we grew to know that he does, which is coming forward, to stay outside and you know pot shot him, pickpocket him. You know, steal his money without him knowing his money was stolen. You know, is he going to fight that kind of fight? That's the key. I'm going to say he's going to make an adaptation. His father is a great trainer, real smart. Uh, you know, Lopez has done a great job, his father. Gotten him to where he's gotten him to. Uh, no doubt about it. Give him credit. Uh, but the guy I would put my money on to make kind of like be the Bill Belichick <laughs> to to make the game plan, I put it right now because he's got more experience. I put it with with Loma's father, yeah. that he's going to come up with that game plan together, and he's going to make that adjustment, and he's going to change things a little bit. And then here's the final part: he needs to be what he used to be in a way 
that he can be. I don't mean just being aggressive, but in alertness, in complete supreme confidence, in uh, hitting on all pistons, hitting on all cylinders. And the great ones do it, Ken. They could be a little old. They can start to, you know, hang out with Father Time a little bit and, you know, have a have a little bit of a, a snack with Father Time sometimes. But then all of a sudden, when that one comes again, for one night, they get it together because they know they have to. And it all comes together. It all comes from the heavens. It all comes down. And they're what they need to be. I could see Lomachenko getting dropped in this fight. There's that kind of danger. Could see him getting stopped even. Um, at the end of the day, they know that. And that respect, that knowledge will show up in the ring. They will make the changes. They will be ready. They will be as good as you can be. Even if your foot is starting to touch the shadows just a tiny bit. And at the end of the day, I don't get a drum roll. <laughs> at the end of the day, with all the danger there, with all the thunderstorms, the, the lightning that's going to be in the sky, Lomachenko will bring his own brand of umbrella and he won't stand under any trees where he gets hit with those lightning bolts and he will go and do what he did with great fighters in the Olympics that were punches, great punches that he's faced already in the pros, and be what he needs to be to disarm, to disarm them, to take away that strength and maybe that confidence. And he'll win. He'll win a unanimous decision. And um, even if it's not as spectacular as some of the ones that he won creating his legend, creating his name by, you know, going, like I said, right into that lion's den and pulling the teeth right out of the lion's mouth. But he'll win. And, uh, but not without danger. Not without, without some moments where you wonder if the skies are just going to open up and all hell is going to be let loose. Mm -hmm. Well, there you have it. Check it out, mybookie.ag, if you like what, you ha what Teddy has to say. He's got Lomachenko by unanimous decision. Let's head over to the uh, Trinity Boxing Club and record a um, fight plan for this one. Yeah. You're going to be put in a position now. You guys better be watching for this. Where well, I'm going to put you where you're going to have to defuse the bomb. I'm ready. Don't pull the green wire. <laughs> When you're supposed to pull the red one. I'm ready. Let's go. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for being with us.